Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Out in the cold. Out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch. This is Yowie Central. Welcome to the show. I'm Sarah. If you've seen a Yowie or any other strange entity and you've been busting to tell someone but you've been afraid that no one will believe you or people might make fun of you, you've come to the right place. Here at Yowie Central, we won't laugh at you and we won't think you're crazy. And although we're focused mainly on our hairy friends... There's all sorts of stuff going on in the invisible world around us that's mind-boggling and fascinating. So here at Yowie Central, we explore all the rabbit holes we can find. So if you've seen or experienced anything spooky or kooky, get in touch with me at yowiecentral at gmail.com and you can share your story with me and the Yowie Central listeners. If you're a bit shy and you're not sure that you want to come on the show but you really need to talk to someone about what happened to you, get in touch with me anyway and we can have a chat. Remember, you're not alone and we're here to help. I've got yowies, UFOs and paranormal stuff for you this week, my friends. I know that many of you are already fans of Australian Yowie research and for those who don't know, I am the witness interviewer for AYR. You might have heard already the interview that I did a couple of years ago with a witness at Bellbird Grove, which is near Brisbane in Queensland. To refresh your memory, it was early to mid-2020. It was during one of the lockdowns that we had in Australia for the pandemic, and our witness was going for a walk in the beautiful Bellbird Grove area. Now, there was no one around 
I, I believe he snuck into the park. The park was supposed to be closed. Everyone was supposed to be at home. So there was no one around. He was going for a walk and he left the main track and bushbashed for a while. While he was doing that, he started to hear the sound of rocks clacking together and he he wasn't sure what was making that sound, but he was a bit curious and he thought he'd investigate. So he started moving through the bush closer to where he could hear these rocks clacking. He ends up walking up the bed of a creek, not on the not on the paths that were beside that creek, so down in the creek bed. And he comes around a bend and all of a sudden, I, I believe from memory about 50 metres away, he spots what we think now was a juvenile yaoi playing in the creek bed. There, there was a little bit of water, so the, 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 the little yaoi was splashing around a bit. Uh, I think the water from memory reached up to maybe the being's ankles. And the little yaoi was was mucking around and clacking rocks and swinging his arms and having a grand old time. And then this little one stopped and noticed the witness staring at him. So this little being turns its head, purses its lips and makes a, a, a noise, a vocalisation that was kind of like a, a, a kissy, chirpy sort of sound. Then... An enormous, six, seven foot tall, hairy being stomps down the, the bank of the creek into the creek bed next to the, the, the little one and sees the witness and all of a sudden roars at the witness in a sound that he described he'd never heard anything like that before. It was so terrifying. He had two two iPhones in his pocket, his personal one and his work one, didn't even think of that. He turned around and sprinted for his life, absolutely sprinted. He was terrified, uh, so much so that, you know, afterwards he was so traumatised and he didn't tell his wife or family at the time. He, he did about six months later, but he, he didn't at the time. Um, he even went to the doctor and asked for medication for anxiety because he was really, really struggling to process what had happened and what he saw, which is so not surprising considering that situation and how terrifying that would be to see an enormous, hairy, bipedal, muscular being roaring at you at a volume and a pitch that you can barely comprehend. There's a little baby one there as well. This man had n- never thought yaoi's existed. In fact, I, if, I, if I remember correctly, I don't think he'd even heard of yaoi's before that, but um, he certainly didn't believe in their existence when that happened to him. So with that in mind, today's witness, Jeremy, is going to share some of the experiences that he's had at Bellbird Grove. He'd listened to the original uh, interview that I did and decided that he and a a mate of his wanted to go out exploring in the same area and do some research and see if they could find any tracks or find any evidence that the the Yowies that were there in 2020 uh, were still there at the end of 2022. So I spoke to Jeremy in December of last year and he'd had some really quite scary encounters. He's found very convincing tracks 
Uh, he's got recordings of uh, a wood knock and a recording of heavy bipedal footsteps or something big wading through a creek. Uh, he's got all of those recordings on his YouTube channel. He shares the details of how to find his YouTube channel in my chat with him. And if you do want to check out the original interview, it's on the Australian Yowie Research website. You can find it under our Witness Audio Reports or you can go directly to YouTube and find our Witness Audio Reports and it's number 167. And then Dean Harrison and some of the AYR boys went down to Bellbird Grove to check the area out and to meet our witness. So uh, they made a second follow-up video of that trip. So you can check out number 167 for the original interview and 168 for the follow-up visit that the team did afterwards. So are you ready? Good. Let's get into it. Here's Jeremy. Bellbird Grove is this amazing place with, as you, you've listened to, the most remarkable yep. uh, Yowie sighting. The, the witness saw a, a juvenile and what we believe is the parent and heard them saw, heard and saw the juvenile vocalising. It, like, it was the most yep. amazing and absolutely scared the crap out of the witness. Like He was absolutely uh, I, terrified. I, I feel like I know what he bloody went through with what, even though I didn't see him, but I heard it and it was close enough to know that it, that's what it was. It made me freeze with fear, to be honest. Yeah. So, well, why don't you tell me in as much detail as you can what happened and when it was and uh, the location yeah. we already know is Billbird Grove, but um, give us a little bit of detail about what happened. So we, my mate and I, is my brother-in-law, we actually went out there because of that encounter after, because I used to always love the subject of Bigfoot, Sasquatch, etc. And once I started getting into it more and realising, holy shit, there's, I know that there's Yaris in Australia and there's more to it and more reports and stuff and just going down that rabbit hole, we went out there and found the exact spot where the encounter happened out at Bellbird Grove and we didn't find anything else that day as it was. So we stayed out there till about 7 o'clock at night and then went home, nothing really amazing. I wasn't expecting anything. But then the next two or three times that we went out, we walked up a little bit further past the creek, up this sort of steep hill towards the power line track and as we were getting up to the top, we smelt this really gamey smell. And I've grown up going to a family's farm for years for holidays and shooting. And so I know what things smell like pigs, you know, dogs, anything that's been around. But this is the only thing I could put this smell to because it wafted from the creek down below us. It was about 20 metres below us. And it would waft up for about five minutes and you could smell it very clearly and then it would just completely go away. And then about two minutes later, it came back for a minute and then left completely. And the only thing I can put it down to was a male goat that's pissed all over itself. That's the closest thing I could put the smell down to, but it was just strange that it was just wafting and then came back and then wafted away again. And that was the first thing we really had out there going, okay, this is maybe this area is still active because people say they're supposed to stink, but it's meant to be different. But it was just one of those strange instances that made us go, okay, we're going to keep coming out. And then the, I think it was the fourth or fifth time we went out, we started finding more break, like tree breaks that were twisted and just what I call strange bush because I don't like to always just say, yep, that was a yeah that did it. I try and rationalise and rule out anything else that it could have been. And we were up looking at one of these really strange breaks that could have really only been done by hand, the way that the trees were lodged in and everything. And we heard this, my mate, when I was talking, my mate heard this little clack down the creek, which is probably I don't know, 40 to 50 metres away. And he said, what was that? And I'm like, what? And then as soon as he says, what was that? We hear this, <laughs> and this huge just, 
smash of a tree branch being ripped off and that it echoed so loud and we just froze and went that was someone like when you're a kid's trying to pull something off and you're getting that constant pressure and there's a there's a video in um in florida of a apparent swamp ape i don't know if you've seen it it's like squatting down ripping a big stump apart it was the exact same sound there was a a man pig hunting in florida and he's filming it from behind and it, it doesn't really look like someone in a suit it's pretty big from how far away he is from it and just the power of it ripping apart this big dead log is the exact same sound that we had of a gradual it wasn't a tree breaking on its own accord by wind or anything because there was no wind that day but it was literally something or someone just going like putting enough pressure to snap this huge limb to make it echo over two gullies which is where we were and so that was the first sort of okay oh shit moment hang on there could be something here like are we with that little plaque down the creek are we like uh we come across something so we went back down the creek after we heard that and the water is normally very clear there because it's an absolute paradise Bellwood grove it's insane how beautiful it is i don't know if you've had a chance to get out there yet but it's just nuts how good it is no not yet but i'm it's definitely on my list next time i, I head up uh, to hang out with the ayr boys i will uh yeah i want to check it out well hopefully they're doing an expedition there soon because gals i've been chatting to gary and he um uh, he said he'd like for me to be part of it just with what i'm finding Oh, cool. Awesome. I, I, yeah, I record everything. Every time I go out, I record and I upload it to my YouTube channel just to show and get advice on from other people that are doing the same thing and get their thoughts and everything, negative or positive, whatever. Okay. What's but your... We went down to the uh, – it's um, Agalude, so it's pretty much Dualagar backwards, Agalude, Yowie, R and I. Agalude, so starting with H or uh, A? A-G, uh, I haven't got the H at the end. I've just got the A, A-G-A-L-O-O-D, Yowie, R and I. Yeah, I, I um, record everything because it's always when you're not recording that something bloody happens. Yeah, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but in the, in the early days we were going out there, I didn't really record too much unless we came across a break and I'd start recording the break, et cetera, just like trying to break it down how the hell it happened. Um, but when we went down the creek after we heard that loud crack that took our attention over to that sort of ravine bit, we went down to the creek where that little little clack was and the water was all disturbed and muddy as if someone had been picking and digging up rocks. And we were just like, what the hell? But it didn't click with us at the time that we heard that little clack down the creek and then that loud break. And it just didn't click that maybe something or someone was down there and maybe the break was a distraction, as people say they do. So we, um, a few more times, there's one more time after that, came back out and explored more and found more breaks. And then on that time, we found, I actually found a, what is Gary Opet has said is a thylacine footprint. <laughs> oh, cool. Did you, did you take Which a photo are, and send it to him? Yeah, yeah, I emailed him because I was because I usually used to knowing what tracks are when from hunting back in the day and everything. I say back in the day, so I'm old. I'm only 31, so I'm not that old, but <laughs> I feel old at this age. <laughs> and I just couldn't work out what it was because it was a perfect four four toes with a pad and then a heel at the back. And I, it wasn't a kangaroo. Kangaroos had the elongated middle toes and whatnot. Even a tree kangaroo. I just the closest thing I was like, is it a wombat? No. It's, so I sent it to Gary, and he sent back um, that that's – he didn't say it could be this, it could be that. He just said that's a thylacine footprint. Right. I was like, what? And what, do you, what do you mean? As in Tasmanian tiger? And he said, yep, I've had many reports of them in southeast Queensland and northern New South Wales from rangers to ecologists and everything, people watching them for five minutes, like their parents and their cubs. Yeah, wow. I've actually had, spoke to a witness who mentioned seeing a thylacine up in Queensland too. Um, I, I reckon well, you've got a bunch of them up there. Yeah, because I sent it to Neil Waters as well, who's the head of the Australian Thylacine Awareness Group. Oh, yeah. What did he say? And 
he said, mate, you're on the money. And to get one with a heel print is really rare because it must have come, came down and almost laid down in a sense to have a drink, to oh, have the heel oh. pressed into the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And he's like, did you cast it? And I'm like, oh, no, I didn't have casting <laughs> stuff. So now I carry casting stuff with me because it would have been a perfect cast. <laughs> um, it, it, Damn and it. I carry it now because of um, footprints as well. A lot of footprints that I'm finding out there that aren't human, I don't think. So, well, aren't us power skin humans, if you know, the non hairies. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, are you, and you've got, you've got some good tracks that you're, you're, yeah, yeah. yep. So, the, um, after finding that thylacine footprint, that fifth time that we went out or so, because we go out every two to three weeks, roughly four weeks, biggest gap in between, because it's, it just gets too addictive and you're always finding new stuff when you go out, new breaks. And the game trails out there are just, they're a little bit too big for what's there. I have found deer tracks there before, but they're just, some of them are so big and worn that it's with no hoof prints or anything that's like, well, what's what's making these? There's only a few things that it could be. But um, so we went, when we went back out the next time, which is when we had the encounter and I've, I recorded the whole thing and put it on my channel that was the first videos I put up. I was, I was umming and ahhing about doing it because I was worried about ridicule. But at the end of the day, I know what I saw and what, what I heard and experienced. So we went up that game trail, which is in a creek bed where I got the footprint of the thylacine. There's a game trail that goes up about two metres up a almost um, vertical creek bed, like the creek bank, sorry. Mm. And as you go up and in there, that's where we were heading because we are like, okay, let's see if we can find some dens or anything. And we're here looking for yowie stuff as well as thylacine now because like one or the other if you get footage or something it's going to be amazing just to know yourself that you've seen it not really to advertise it out there in case people try and come looking for it oh yeah for sure for sure because yeah gary even said that there's um, a lot of tourists now that come and hunt owls and everything out there and i just think it's ridiculous tourists who hunt owls out there yeah like tawny frogmouse the big owls and stuff he said you watch out because there's a lot of poachers now tourists coming over oh. and i'm like what Oh, that's terrible! Actually, actually wanting wanting to mm. kill them and and kill them or yeah, keep trophies. Astro- oh man, what are people yeah, like? They suck. That's bloody just, ridiculous! <laughs> that is ridiculous. Honestly, because oh, so, I we found like this huge old stump, and there was a a, a powerful owl that was. We looked at the feather, and it was a powerful owl that had been killed, and pretty much defeathered there with oh, no other blood man. or anything. It was really, but I don't think it. I can't say it was poachers. It was really strange how it was had all the feathers ripped off and there was no all the moss or everything around the stump was all matted like squished down like something big had been there it was just strange Ooh, maybe very it was strange a, find maybe a, a yowie dispatched Could that owl <laughs> possibly if it was just sitting on the stump and then whoop, grab it get some of the feathers but, out of the uh, way to to make it yeah. nicer eating maybe yeah because I've, I've found another dead bird but not as in the actual carcass or bones or feathers. Usually when a cat, you find a cat that's killed a bird, you find one or two of those main feathers still attached to some sort of flesh or bone, if you know what I mean, and some little bits of blood laying around. But the one that I found, the second one that I found way up further up a creek, about a kilometre up, was literally like it had been plucked there and then the body taken, if, if that makes sense. It was so strange. Just a lot of strange stuff I wouldn't, wouldn't normally see in the bush. But obviously I, I can't rule out that it's anything but what I can imagine, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, back to the encounter where we headed up that, that game trail and started looking around and we instantly found within five metres like this large, almost like a fence put up, large logs wedged in between trees, almost like a giant arrow sort of shape, but pretty much blocking the access to where that game trail was. You had to be like a, a wallaby kangaroo size to get under the logs as it was, so that was a bit strange because they were wedged in the trees in a manner that was like, if this is windfall, how... Did it happen so perfectly when it's so thick, the bush here? 
So just a lot of strange bush like that as well. And so we pretty much split up. I went left, my mate went right within 10, 15 metres of each other, just looking around, following little game trails. And I could hear this. I thought it was a frog at first because I'm trying to rule out, nah, nah, just be logical. Oh, that would have been a frog. But it was like a dunk. And I was like, I don't know if I, if I'm filming the whole time. It's on my channel. I say, like, I don't know if I got that, but it was either a frog or someone hitting a stick on a log. So I kept walking up slowly towards the sound within only another five metres max because it's quite thick bush there. And then I heard it again, dunk, 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 like a rhythmic tapping, like textbook tree knocks, if you want to call it that. Like it wasn't the wind blowing a stick or anything. You can hear it in the video and it's just, I rewatch it now and I go, holy shit, did I really experience that? So I, my mate and I regroup and he's like, yeah, I heard this like, what, what? And I think he heard the same thing, but it transitioned different to him because he was a little bit further away. So we decided to head towards where the knocking noise was coming from. And within two, three metres of walking up towards there, we just paused because something big, maybe 10, 15 metres away on the other side of the stick lantana, we can hear it rustle and then there's a pause for about a second and it goes down the creek uh, bank there, which is about 15 to 20 metres at that stage. It just gradually gets higher and higher as we go in from where we came up and it's almost vertical as well. So someone could do it, but you, it would take a lot longer. I've tried to traverse it and it's got to the point where I'm like, this is going to be silly. If I slip, I'm going to be in trouble. So I didn't keep going. So whatever it was that came down it, which is what I believe to be a yowie, um, landed, we're here at land in the creek bed with the on the big cobbles and rocks and then start stomping up towards where our game trail was just and then it literally walked through about a, a four meter stretch of water that was maybe six to eight hundred deep and it was like coming someone coming out of the beach just like like with all the power in the world and this it was so loud with how far away it was to us because it was down 15, 20 metres as well as being away another 20, if that makes sense, up the creek. But it was so loud with how heavy this thing was and clearly bipedal footsteps, just the crunching of the walking up and then it would stop after it went through the water. And we were both just frozen with fear because it was almost like, holy fuck, it's all fun and games looking for a yaoi in quotations. But then it's just become real and we have to face what the fuck we're dealing with. <laughs> exactly. Which was that was the scariest thing. My heart rate was just we froze because it was clearly bipedal. It wasn't a hoofs hooves on rocks or anything. It will be hopping. Uh it was whatever it was, had to be over hundred and fifty kilos to make that noise with how far away it was, just stomping up the creek. So it kept coming up. Um, but it would move in segments like you could hear it and I've enhanced the sound on the video and you can hear it going and then lift up a rock and like a little clack and then move to the other side like all on the the creek rocks and stuff and it's pretty much rock hopping when you go down there you can't really we we tried to reenact it where one of us went down and someone stayed up where we heard it from and we couldn't even hear each other we couldn't even hear each other whistle properly that's how loud and heavy this thing was right so it kept making its way up and when it got about halfway from where it came down to where the game trail was that we came up, we heard another one land behind where it came down initially, which was a lot lighter though. So we're like, holy shit, there's two now. There's two of them. And then a third one came down and we're just like, fuck, fuck. like starting to panic a bit now because all the stories and everything I've heard about uh, people that encounter them when they have their young or something, I'm like, holy shit, we can't, we can't move. We can't startle it if it doesn't know we're here because the wind comes down the creek. So it, nothing up the creek would know that you're there unless it heard you, of course. Um, so there was three clear different sets of bipedal steps that we could hear. 
sort of walking up towards the game trail of the creek. And once they got to the game trail, because we could also hear in the in the bushes a bit further back where the knocks were coming from, something every now and then moving in the bushes, like like very precise, but if it made a noise, it would stop straight away. Like, oh, shit, I've made too much noise. So there's a point where I'm like, fuck, we're surrounded. Like, and we're both just hearts going like my watch I've got, I wear a, a Fitbit watch or it's a Garmin but it couldn't even record my heart rate when the whole encounter happened it was just going way too fast there's a gap of in that 10 or so minutes where it just doesn't record yeah right <laughs> it was um yeah wow. it was I, there was I had to tell myself like this is what we're here for take some breaths because I was starting to just it was tunnel vision like I just couldn't we were just listening to what the hell is going on and we're like holy shit we've found a we've actually stumbled across maybe a family group or something. And then they kept moving up the noises to, it was almost like at one point we thought they were lifting out rocks and looking under them. Cause there's lots of freshwater crays there or maybe eels or something or little frogs, there's plenty of frogs, shitloads of frogs. Um, and it was like, they didn't know we were there. That's what the, the vibe that we got. And um, they got close to where the game trail was pretty much. And a plane went over, so we walked when the plane went because it's so loud and it was masking our sound a bit. But I'm pretty sure being how smart they are, they did the same thing. And when we got a little bit closer to the creek edge, we could hear every so often, like a, maybe every six metres or so, you'd hear a little rock oak, like movement from someone stepping on it. And it was like they were sneaking out and they were gone. Oh, and then man. just as we – it was insane. And then as we get to the – heading towards the, the game trail where we came up, I thought I saw it's something walk past and it was the head. And at that point it's, I've put the whole in the whole video. I haven't edited it out or anything because I think it shows a good, um, a good detail of what we heard was not what just came up the game trail. Cause it was a wallaby that I saw and I thought it was its head coming up, but the wallaby hopped up and the whole sound of it hopping is completely different to what we could hear in the video, which just confirmed it even more for us. Like, Holy shit. There's, we heard something that isn't, in the Australian native books uh, in the traditional sense, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, honestly, I still think back and even watch the video now at times and just think how the, like, we wish we ran down, but at the same time I'm glad we didn't because if it was a Yari and it's young, we would have been probably in big trouble. Uh, It was just unreal, honestly. It, It became real at that point. That we were, what we were doing wasn't just a, a hobby on the weekends. It was, holy shit, this, like, I, I always believe 99% and still am. I'm going to be 100 when I see one. But the more I go out and find stuff, like the footprints and everything, it's just, it doesn't make sense that it's a person doing it. It's got to be what you can only think of is a Junjiri or a Yowies, the Dulga. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What do you think you would have done if you actually had a full visual of ju- of junior or or the the adult yeah what would you have done i honestly think i would have just froze as well with fear like it's it's a whole different fear i've never felt before to be honest i've had 80 kilo pigs run out from brush right in front of me and it's been completely different sense of fear and this thing was just it's like how pe- you hear people say it's like ingrained in our dna when we hear those things or something that we know is that it's that fear level comes back that's ingrained in us because we had to deal with them a lot a long time ago on a higher scale, if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So I reckon I would have just uh, just absolutely froze and shit myself and hopefully gathered my composure like I did with list, hearing it walk up the creek, but um, you can't really say unless you're in that situation. No, you, you can't. And, you, and at least, you know, you, you're – 
you're forewarned about potentially what's out there and and what you were what you were potentially facing but the 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 poor witness who who saw who had the the oh, original bellbird grove yeah, sighting had never yeah. heard of not heard of yowies was a very pragmatic practical scientist you know not not prone to believing in mythological monsters you know yep. we, you and i both know that there's nothing mythological about this this being no, and there's, there's not a reason really... why it's in the culture <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and they're not monsters i'm I, either really but no. um but but that's what often if you if you don't know what you're dealing with that's what you think when you're suddenly confronted with uh, an enormous hairy bipedal being that's and in that's and, looking through your soul <laughs> that's looking through exactly or roaring at you um i've you know i've spoken to so many people who've described that that roar and yep. that is absolutely terrifying yeah i can only imagine i'm sure there's a, a bit of infrasound involved in that when they do that as well yeah yeah well so many people report that when they roar when they've roared at them that they're Everything inside seemed to tremble. Yeah. Everything, yeah. you know, it wasn't just uh, an audible sensation, it was actually a physical sensation as well. That was a, this, in a sense, sort of um, when we had the encounter, the whole energy of the area felt so heavy. Like we were just couldn't focus on anything but the noise of it walking. Like we, it was literal tunnel vision. And it was, I think it was a, a survival thing, to be honest, thinking back now, the more I talk about it, that it was focus on what's there because. If something happens, you need to see what's coming and et cetera. And it was just super unreal because my mate that I go with, he's always said, if I hear something, I'm running after it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And he, he did do that in the past, hearing like a possum in the bush or something. He'd run after it and be like, oh, yeah, it's just a possum. But we both literally just froze completely with fear. <laughs> do you think that had something to do with an external force charging that energy or was do you think that was just pure fight, flight, or flight, freeze response? I think it was a bit of both, to be honest, because whatever was making the knocks was a lot higher up the ridge. And we've been up there in the past and found tree breaks with nothing else around it, no other trees broken that are as thick as your forearm. And they're seven foot high and it's broken and twisted. So it's, I think they're the big fellas that are out there. And from the witnesses account, to be honest, yeah, I think maybe the one that was knocking was signaling that we were there. And that's why it ran down into the creek and maybe charged up as like a, a, a sort of a half ass bluff charge, if that makes sense. The more I think about it, I just – at first we thought we ruined a hunting party and they were looking for the wallaby that came up after. And then we thought that they didn't even know we were there and just hopped down as a coincidence when we were walking up towards it. But I honestly – thinking about it now, I think the knocks were a signal that there's two of us because there was one knock initially maybe they only saw me or heard me coming up. And then straight after was another rhythmic, duk, duk, like perfect rhythm. It's just, and then another single knock. So I don't know if, if that was some sort of communication saying, okay, head down into the creek and make your way up or something. They're getting close to your position. So I think that external force was the one that we could hear every so often in the bush behind us, that maybe it was chucking a bit, a little bit of infrasound in there or not, but we both had the tunnel vision and were just hearts racing. I've never had my heart beat that hard. You can feel it fully in your chest just, Bum, 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 just insane. And you think that that maybe that the number of knocks, two being together, was code to say there's two humans over this way? Possibly. I've heard it on a few podcasts um, before, and as I try and gather all my information from everything and 
sort of use what I've found that works and makes sense to me, if, that, if that's understandable. Uh, and someone has said that uh, the knocks are like a, a sign for uh, maybe the amount of people coming through yep. as opposed to – because it was – if you, you have, have a listen when you're when we're done talking and you'll hear the knocks clearly. I, I label in the video when you can hear them and it's so clear. It's not funny that it's like a, a hard stick on a hollow log almost like dunk, 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 dunk. Like it's so perfect and it was to the point where that's why we're like, let's head up here because something's definitely knocking. It's not a tree hitting a branch. And then that's when that encounter ensued after that. How did you first start getting into this subject? I totally understand the obsession, mind you, but I, I and, <laughs> and, and being completely fascinated and enthralled by these beings. But how did how did that start for you? Uh, like I think, like any other kid, really, you see Bigfoot, and it was the typical Patterson Gimlin film. But obviously, as a kid, you didn't know that it was called the Patterson Gimlin film. Just seeing that being walking. And just going, wow. But it was always like how everyone's, a lot of people say, you always thought there was only one walking around. But the more you get into that rabbit hole, obviously, it's, there's clans, there's families of them like running around, there's different types now. So once we heard about the AYR sighting so close to me, it's literally a 20 minute drive from my house. Um, I just went, well, I got to go check this out and then see if there's any full truth to it. And that's when we started finding a lot of things and, I've been going out a lot by myself lately because my mate hasn't been able to due to work. And that's when I'm finding footprints that there's two perfect left footprints, one after the other, that are uh, 31 centimetres long and uh, well, quite wide, wider than any human foot should be, like a narrow foot. And they're completely flat footed and there's no trackway leading up to them. So it's just the, the strange things like that that you find where even my, my work boots that I wear when I go out, I can just make the same depth imprint with a hard compact sole on my boot as what that soft pad foot made. So whatever it was had to have quite a bit of weight to it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Did you say you, you got a cast of that or you, that was just one you observed? No, I didn't. I didn't have – I was going to cast it. I've, I've filmed it and taken photos and put them all up on the channel as I do with everything that I find that I think is of significance. Um, I wish I did cast it, but I didn't have as much time to spend out there that day. So I don't think I would have been able to wait around for it. And I was worried because it, it was so close to the water as well, whether or not the, the, the coarse grain sand was too wet to cast it. Oh yeah, potentially. Yeah. Oh, cool. But I've I just... followed roughly, roughly up where that creek was, the same creek that we had the, had the encounter and everything. And I found a left foot and a right foot, the only um, trackway of the two feet and the step in between the gate was like 1.5 meters so whatever had wow. left it has a, a huge gate on it yeah absolutely and you only found two tracks whether yes no you know with people as you walk up to play in the creek or something you'd see like all the scuff marks and if you turn your head you turn your feet a bit uh, we, we make a mess when we do st recreational stuff like that and this was so deliberate and perfect where it stepped that it was just too odd to and even the, the shape and size of the foot as a, as a bare foot is just, I, I don't think it's him. And I honestly think it's um, a yowie or a, a juvenile possibly being, uh, it's only 31 centimetres. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not, not, not one of the giant ones, but still. And no. you said it was quite wide and flat footed. Yeah. Did you notice a, like a mid-tarsal break in the middle of it or was it just totally flat? Completely flat, like absolutely flat as if it was a, oops, I shouldn't have stepped here sort of thing. Right. So but was, I have found – oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say if it's completely flat, 
Would it be because it's stepped on something and it's not kind of moving at pace? It's just stepped and stopped and then I, moved I think off? that it has and gone, oh, shit, I've left a track and then because there's another left foot just in front of it and it's there's nothing leading up to it. It's about two metres away from the creek bank, so you had to jump to get there. It was right beside a big rock, so I think it's either come down off the rock and gone, shit, I'm leaving a, a print because of the – the way I see it is why I've only ever found one or two max footprints that I 100% believe is left from them because of the stories of the Indigenous hunting them. If they took one of their kids or something, they'd see them hunting them so they knew not to leave their tracks as any smart animal that lives out there would would do. Yeah. So yeah. it's I, I think it's a misstep and going, whoops, I shouldn't have done that and left this perfect. Um, I, a lot of people that have seen I've sent it to John from um, Creepers Cryptid. Oh, he's yeah, John Kershaw. Yeah, he's a good buddy. Yeah, I sent it to him and he's like, holy shit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what do you think? He's like, yeah, I reckon you've got something there. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, just you, you'll see the shape of it if you have a look after. Even the big toes off to the side a, a smidge as if it's gripping. So there's a lot of power in those feet. The muscles are more used than ours, obviously. Yeah, 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 for sure. And they, um, another you... track up, a, a fire trail, which is ex- quite steep to walk up and it's a singular track when the fire trail, when it had just rained, obviously, because there's boot prints beside it. And then this perfect, which I think you can see the mid tarsal break in this one, is just the front half of the foot is scraped back and pushed the mud a bit. And you can just see where the heel was. So I think when it stepped on there, it's tried to clear the track and go, oh, shit, it's a bit still slick here. And you can see the foot scuffed at the front where it's pushed off after stepping. And you can almost see a, a mid tarsal break in that one. And there's always only one. It's so strange. Yeah, that is. it is really strange, isn't it? They're just so clever. They're so clever at hiding their tracks literally and figuratively yeah. and, and, and so smart about not, you know, leaving leaving as minimal evidence of their existence to if, yeah. if for humans to find. Absolutely. Uh, we found one big track, which is a lot wider. After the encounter, we followed up a creek part, another creek, where we think, oh, we'll go up here and see if there's an exit bit up here and we found one perfect big track that was just left. So I think when they headed out to the front of the creek that we came up, they uh, went up towards where the AYR had their encounter and kept going up and then follow the creek creek beds out and they stepped in another bit of soft sand, just one perfect print. Which is the creek? Was that the, was it Enogera? Enogera? Um, I think so. That's the one that runs up, but there's it's right below Danbrake, if you know from the maps there. Because I think mm. the AYR had their encounter where it was up the other creek where it's marked. I think it's I think they've gold, got it marked up Gold the, Creek or something. Hang on, I just I had yeah. Belgrave Grove on it. So, so if I go, I don't think it's a named creek. It's Pump Shed Road is the main oh, yeah. big uh, yeah. like our uh, fire trail sort of that you can walk on. Yeah, yeah, I've got that on my map now. Yeah, so just below where Danbrake and Pump Shed meet, oh, you'll yes. see the two creeks, one up from it and one below. Yes. So where I had my encounter was up from Danbrake in that creek. Got it. Yep. And the footprints found were down a, a lot. So if you go lower than the dam break little creek, down pump shed a bit, you'll see another creek splits off into a fair few of them. That's where at the start of that, where it comes off the pump shed road, that's where we smelt that smell the second time we went out and where we found that other footprint after the encounter. And that's but, that's pretty, you've got quite, it's pretty hilly terrain, isn't it? That'd be hard it's going walking very around. Very steep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. good exercise. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It would be. It looks spectacular. I haven't, yeah, it's, I haven't it's been there. It's a paradise yet. in there. Yeah. If you keep going up the creek where we had the encounter, there's all these big washed out rock pools in like a gorge. So it's it's like uh, a nature's spa baths almost. So oh. um, 
that's I have found that's where I found one of the birds pulled apart, like just completely defeathered. I found freshwater crays claws and legs completely sucked out with no other body parts, which could be birds, but there's no other real mess. It's just the, the things that I find it's so delicate and precise that it's it's really hard to rule out that it's not a yowie. Yeah, that's an interesting point. What about scat? Have you found any scat? The only scat I've found, because I've been bloody looking for it, but I think this is more of a rest slash food play area that they go to. Um, I've only found what I believe is our scat because it's just all hair and bones, like complete jaw bones and everything. So it's obviously not being chewed. So I think that only scat that I found is from an owl. But I am looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so you, you're taking out. So now, you, now you're you're lugging around plaster of Paris sample bags, um, <laughs> lots of everything. <laughs> <laughs> and have you done any? Yeah. Have you done any night night trips, or is this only during the day? We have stayed till around eight eight thirty, and it's a lot of activity from all the owls and everything. So I don't think. We left at that point. We haven't stayed anywhere past eight thirty because we just you can almost feel like okay, I don't think anything's going to happen tonight because the owls were checking us out. Because I do have some IR binoculars, which I know you shouldn't use because uh, if you can, animals can see at night, they can see the light from the, the infrared light. Yes. So it's pretty much giving your position away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, got some good shots of the owls because they were coming in checking us out, going, "What the hell's that light there?" <laughs> um, but no, I don't like to do tree knocks or. Um, calls or yells or anything. I, I think that's – my mate does and I tell him not to do it anymore because I think it's a bit silly. They're too smart to know that's not one of their own. And and even if they were to mistake you for one of their own, do you really want to call them in? Is that – like do you, it's it's be careful what you wish for to a exactly. certain extent. Yeah, it could be a, a, a like a – a distress call that you're doing of a young one and they're going to come charging in and think, oh, shit, you've taken my young one. Yeah, 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 exactly. You don't actually know what you're saying either. It could be yeah. really offensive to them, yeah, whatever, whatever you're communicating. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, I think you're I think you're very smart doing that. Well, um, every time I go out as well, I, I thank the traditional owners and the spirits of the land and touch a tree. John oh. um, told me to touch a tree, get really in touch. So I do that every time I go out. And nice work. One time I went out by myself just before I headed out the night before, um, doing a little bit of meditation just before bed because uh, I've been there so much I can project my image out there, if that makes sense. I know what it looks like. Yep. So I was projecting my voice out there in my head saying, I'm coming out tomorrow. Can you please leave me something? I'd love to just get anything. I'd love to see you, obviously, if you think I'm ready, etc." And heading out, I went out by my, another time out by myself and I found – this is the strange thing. I know that people go up the same creek that I do because I've – had a game camera set there and the, it's only been two people that I've seen, but typical hikers with big backpacks, um, whether or not they're doing the same thing I'm doing. Cause they were being very cautious where they were stepping and quiet, but on the rocks, not far up that Creek was three quartz rocks, like a Y. So the two tops of the Y and then the bottom of the Y underneath that was four quartz rocks in a pile and looping over like a dome was a weaved bit of grass, like fresh weaved bit of grass that had a tiny stick about the size of a needle in each end to hold it from springing undone like a plait and that were placed uh, under those rocks. Uh, and I just went, uh, I regret not taking it. I left it there because I was like, has someone left this for them or someone's just done this? I don't think people play up this far. It was just so many things going through my mind that I left it there but took a lot of photos and everything and I sent it to Gary and he said, holy shit, mate. And he sent me all the photos of his palm weaves that they found in yes, Springbrook and yes. whatnot. He said, I definitely think that's because um, it looks tribal. 
the way it's been done. Yeah. Sure, and- someone could have done it, but the way it looks, so you have a look at the video and you'll see that it's just like I, I really regret not taking it, but I felt like I was taking something away from the land at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, it, I, I love the fact that you've, you're reaching out to them with your mind and you're telling them what your intentions are and the fact that you did that just the day before and then you've got a sign the next day. It was very coincidental. But... Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I don't think that was a coincidence. <laughs> I yeah, think that was definitely, um, they, were, they were hearing you. It's really crazy because I don't know, I haven't really got anything since, but I haven't asked. Um, I don't know if they took it as an offence, if I didn't take it, if that's if they did leave it. But uh, every time I go out now, I, I don't try and be as quiet as what I used to because they know you're there before yeah. you're bloody even there, to be honest. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So, and I did um, – I, I was getting – I didn't get much for two – like the two times that I went out after. Um, so I had another look at the original spot where I had the encounter up that creek and there's – I found new log placements like a stickage forearm that – the bark isn't from any of the trees around and it's wedged in a tree and another one's laying up beside it just sitting there on a on a thicker game trail and I'm like, yes, they're still here, thank God. The, the thing is, if, you, if you're going out there regularly and you're talking to them and setting your intentions with them and you're, you're, you're putting out your good, kind-hearted energy, the energy mm-hmm. that – the intention that you don't want to, to harm them at all or capture them or any of that, they, they will, one, recognise you now, now – and they will be sensing all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's why I've no been um, doing it, to be honest, because I don't think they're. I think they're an in between of us and maybe a great ape in a sense, but they're definitely an ancient type of people that maybe that's what we should have evolved into if something else was thrown into a spanner into our DNA. Who knows? Yes, Jeremy, that's exactly yes, that's exactly what <laughs> I think too. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. Uh, there's a, a bit more in. In, in our history, that wasn't so much evolution. <laughs> I absolutely agree with you. Uh, I think that they are the original hominids of this planet and yeah. they've evolved as how we, we would have, have. <laughs> how we should have, exactly. Unfortunately, I think there's been a bit of tampering with thing, us. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I think, um, and that's the whole frequency thing, why I think projecting your thoughts out there absolutely. Um, is why they can understand it because it's a frequency rather than, which has been proven, it's not just hearsay and bloody mythological like te- telepathy and whatnot, it's been proven that frequency is approved. Like everything's energy, yeah. Yeah. everything's yeah. vibrating. So maybe them, I was talking to John the other day about it, maybe them disappearing in front of people's eyes is them evolving to have the ability to change their frequency. So they yeah. look invisible but then still a solid form, if that makes sense. Oh, that's exactly what it is. They're raising their vibration. I, I've been getting, I've, I've received that information now from, uh, from, Original Australians from people who are who've been researching for a long time in the United States as well. Uh, yep. di- various different people from various countries have confirmed exactly what you just said that they are. Yeah, and uh, even the indigenous elders of our country used to be able to do it. Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, some of them still can. The clever yeah, men, the I, clever men, still can. Yeah, I, I think it's not taught for a reason to the next generation because of the impact that the modern civilization has had on people, to be honest. Yeah. I think that's why a lot of it's been not passed on. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more 
and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'll I'll send you something that I, I was a guest on... Uh, a show called the Pork and Beans Show, which is a, yep. kind of a random name, but my, uh, Brian Bland and Michael Harrell are the two guys who do that podcast, and both of them have been communicating with groups of Sasquatch over in the US for many years now, wow. and they have a, a really deep spiritual connection. In fact, Brian, I think, has put a book out about his story, and Michael, Michael shared with me that he'd managed, he asked them, he asked the Sasquatch people that he is in contact with, how to, how do they go, in, how do they turn invisible? How do they disappear? And yep. he was taught how to do it. So he, oh, he wow. actually made his leg go invisible <laughs> with a particular meditation. And I've got a link on of a YouTube, uh, yeah, it's on, it's on his YouTube channel, but he's he goes through what, how he meditated and how he got into the, that space that to do state, that. Wow. I'll send it to you. Um, yeah, that'd be great. I wonder really if you did cool. it out in the bush, if they'd pick up on it and be like, hey, how do you know how to do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they might. They might. <laughs> they might. Or they might just go, oh, okay, now we, we've finally got a human who's evolved enough to deal yeah. on our level. Um, it, yeah, I'm only going out there to prove it to myself in a sense, and it's already been proven, but I need. I feel like I need to see see them and Obviously, they choose when you're when you're ready to see them. I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I've been told as well. That yeah, I've been I've been told that no sighting is at random. They know where you yeah. are. They know when you're coming. They even know all the random what, what appear to be random roadside sightings are happen for a reason. They can hear a car coming. They can sense that person who's driving. They yep. can sense their heart. They can sense their their story, their life, their and intentions, their, their energy, intentions, yeah, their energy. And so, from what I've been told, they show themselves to you for for various reasons. Actually, I'm, I'm thinking of um, Uncle Donny, who was on my show. He's an original Australian elder, and he was telling me that they show themselves for a couple of reasons. One, because yep. you need a spiritual awakening, mm-hmm. or you need a warning that you're doing the wrong thing and yeah. you're, you're going to get yourself in trouble if you continue down this path. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, you know, I, I have a feeling and so much of that kind of makes sense to me because I, cu- I could not work out why we have so many roadside sightings when they can hear yeah. the car coming, they can see the car coming. Why are they just standing on the side of the road when they're so, they appear to be so uninterested in contact with us why are they letting us see them like yeah, that? Yeah, as you just drive on past and they're all of yeah. a sudden they're there just staring at you, yes. looking at it right in the eyes. And Yes, and I couldn't – so one of the suggestions was that was potentially those are teenagers who are in an initiation ceremony and part of that ceremony is to show themselves to humans. Yeah, and, um, yep. That was one of the things that, that, that I've – one of the ideas, one of the theories that, that I've 
entertained and I've heard other people discuss. Yep. But um, mm. when Uncle Donnie told me that, uh, he said it's never random. It's for, for a couple of reasons, and that's the spiritual awakening or a warning that you're on the wrong path. And I thought that sort of that's the only thing that's really made a lot of sense to me. Otherwise, they'd just keep completely clear of us seeing all the damage we do to their environment. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Otherwise, they'd just go, they'd, they'd turn them, raise their vibration, turn themselves invisible. Which is, I've I've spoken to people who've seen that happen in front of their face. So, wow. yeah. So there's no, there's no doubt in my mind they have that ability. We've I've speak, spoken to too many people now who've seen them do it or have seen, yeah. you know, the outline of a, a, a huge muscular bipedal creature but but pixelated and and camouflaged to like cloaked. yeah even in my videos if you if you watch a few now you'll see that i try and rule out what it is i look at breaks and go it could be this oh yeah no that tree's land on that yeah that's why that's broken yeah, yeah not yeah. going oh my god this is a... <laughs> if i do find something that's pretty pretty strange i go how the fuck does that break when there's nothing below it there's yeah. nothing here yeah. Come on, like, what, what, I don't think it could be anything else. But yeah, I'm yeah. never flat out going, this is this, this is that. Like, even can't. the latest yeah. footprints I found, I did a review of the footage just going over and over it and going, it's just not right. There's something not that's not a fucking human's footprint. That's not. Yeah. And then explaining why I think it's a Yowie footprint. Going yeah, yeah. into detail of the depth around the whole foot is the same depth, like in, in the weight uh, displacement and the, the gate between those two that I found was just stupid i couldn't even like i was so stretched out to try and step that that it was just stupid yeah, yeah <laughs> it can't have been a person unless some tall naked hairy dudes running around out the bush there that weighs over 150 kilos that <laughs> i encountered and he's got his kids running around with him the, <laughs> yeah. the, i forgot to say the day that we were, had that encounter the park had been closed for a week oh, due to nice. uh, burning off there was no fresh burn-offs which is the strange thing as well i don't know if the rangers are in on it sometimes if they know they're fully in the area or just, there's I, I so sus- many different theories. That yeah, it's like I, I suspect you're right there. I, I suspect we do. There are are there are areas closed off on purpose. Yeah, I think this could have been like that this day because it was. There was we couldn't smell any fresh burns within a few days of burning off. You can still smell it. That's very um, true. And yeah, there was no fresh burning off, and it was just so. Even the birds, like how people say the birds disappear, we could hear birds in the distance, and you can in the video as well. But nothing was around overhead where we were. And even other times I've been up the creek, uh, it's just so bloody quiet that it's very eerie at times. There was a, a couple of weeks ago I had a, a that feeling that everyone says they get of dread mm-hmm. all of a sudden come over me Yeah, because I headed up the creek a bit further and exploring in the, the bushland there to see if I could find any palms weaved together or whatnot or any other structures. And as I was heading up the this incline, I just, I don't know if it was the wind on my neck cooling down my neck and, but all the hairs, like even it felt like on my back, were just standing on end. And I just got this real uneasy feeling. And I've never had that in the bush before in my life, even with hunting or anything. And I was just like, this is weird. Something just doesn't feel right. Something was telling me not to keep going over this next ridge and then head down. And I started to feel sick in my stomach, just slightly, just like, oh, I don't know what's going on. This is real weird. And I walked away from it. And then I said to myself in my head, like, no, this, obviously something's maybe trying to stop you from coming this further. So I'm going to go back towards it and I did as soon as I turned around within three steps it was like a light switch it just turned off so I I don't know what that was all about unless maybe they could have been in the bush chucking some information at me I don't know but the the fact that it turned off so quick 
it was just really weird. That is odd, yeah. It yeah. was um, a very strange experience. And then I, I left out of that area and headed back because I had to check my game camera and head out of the park. And I, the whole time I felt like I was being followed. I don't know if it was my imagination or not, but it just felt like I was being followed from a, a, dis, a fair distance to where I just knew that I was being ushered out in a sense. But like I said, after having that feeling, I don't know if it was my own imagination or something was ushering me out. Because I even got to, I, I know my way around there pretty decent now with how much I've been out there. And I got stuck in a little ravine here with a thick wall of lantern. I'm like, fuck, how did I end up here? So I pretty much had to just follow it down to the creek and then head out. So it was like I was slightly disoriented. I thought I knew exactly where I was, but I wasn't where I was. Ah, that's very, interesting. It was a very strange um, experience, that one. But I, I just had a thought as well when, with my that feeling that I had that maybe it was spirits or something. And they're saying, yeah, you're getting too close to somewhere you shouldn't be. Could have been. Uh, maybe head back. But just how it switched off so fast, like it was nothing, just literally like a light switch, boom, gone. Yeah. And I didn't go any further. And I, I stopped recording and even said, if you're here, um, I'd like to see you. I'm going to head back now, but uh, sorry if I've come too far. Because it was a deep ravine and then went straight up the other side, um, almost vertical, like really steep, as you know, the, uh, the hills out there. And it was just all thick lantana pockets, like just scattered around. So it's like an ideal area for something to sleep or whatnot. But it was just such an odd, odd sensation. I'm glad you've been in touch with Gary because you, you, uh, I think you would, get along well with all of them and it would yeah, be really cool. I haven't heard back from him for a little bit asking because he said he's going to send it off to Dean and um, see what his thoughts were on it and everything, but uh, I haven't heard back from him, so I don't know if he thinks I'm a hoaxer or not. But <laughs> Oh, no, I don't think so. I'll speak to him about it. I, I, Dean, Dean's a little bit harder to pin down because he gets very uh, – there's so many people wanting to contact him all the time. Yeah, um, I, I haven't even thought about it. I just um, followed Gary on Instagram and said, hey, mate, I was just wondering if I'd be able to get your opinion on some stuff and I sent him the sound bites that I narrowed down from my encounter. And he said – because I had it on camera at the time and I'm like, yes, no one can dispute this. This is – like this is going to translate so good and it doesn't, the sound does just not translate to the recording that you hear in person. And he said he gets that so many times. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can hear the clear, the sloshing is the best, the, the clearest sound on that video of it just trudging through water like it's got nothing in its way. Just and a kangaroo doesn't do that. A wallaby doesn't do that. No. The only thing that, and there was, there's no emus out there, like, Whatever it has to have been a Yowie and its family, and I, I do think they knew we were there because obviously they're not stupid, and that's what the knocks were. And it's just yeah. absolutely crazy that it happened to me. I'm still <laughs> at times with it going, "Fuck, did that really happen?" I feel like I dreamt it. I just want to relive it, and then I watch the video. I'm like, "Holy shit, that did happen!" Now I reckon, Jeremy, you're one of the special ones. I reckon they're wanting to reach out to you. It, 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 I'm hoping so. I really regret not taking the weave, and then it was washed. Either it was washed away in heavy rains, or it was removed by then but i i found so many court rock courts rocks before there in piles of four three or four right. so i'm not sure if they're telling me that's how many are in their family in their family group yeah, or maybe. yeah maybe and it's literally wedged along a vine it's all up on the channel it's absolutely like it's it's to the point where i'm like fuck is this really happening am i actually finding this stuff like you hear about it and then it happens to you and you go fuck i'd I'm pretty cautious of who I talk to. I always throw it out there when I meet people out on properties and stuff with my job. I actually did a job at Canungra two weeks ago and had a chat to a guy that was born and bred there near where Big Red is. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I actually I threw it in there. He was a farmer and he was I was doing because I'm a geotechnician, so I operate a drilling rig and do soil classifications and whatnot. And he was subdividing his farm, 
Um, and I threw it out there. So I, once I found out that he was born and bred there his whole life, I said, so have you, uh, have you asked the hairy man if you can do this? He's like, huh? I'm like, you know, yeah, he's Bigfoot Sasquatch. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, no, no. I sort of was taken back a bit by it from me saying that. And then <laughs> uh, I kept sort of saying, I was like, yeah, apparently they call him Big Red and he's been seen a few times crossing the highway. He's like, oh, hey, oh. every time we, we drink more, he gets bigger and bigger. And, and it was him saying that, that he wasn't provoked to say that. And you could see, I could see in his eyes that he sort of slipped up admitting that they talk about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was just one of those things like, oh, hang on. And he actually asked if I wanted to have a coffee when I was done and was really hesitant about it. And I think he may have said more, but I, I had to go. I couldn't hang around. So who knows what I would have heard from him, but he definitely slipped up and let a bit too much out, I think, about saying that every time they talk about him, he gets bigger and bigger when they drink more. And it's like, oh, so you, you do see him? Or <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I reckon that it, sound, it sounds like he's actually seen him. Uh, and then, oh, and then they has, re- they yeah. reminisce about it or they talk about it or or he's just heard about it. Because I think there's quite yeah. a few locals up that way who do. I've had somebody else recently, someone I interviewed a couple of years ago contacted me and said they'd been up that way and he wanted to let me know that someone had seen what sounds like Big Red up in up in that area again as well. We've had quite a lot of activity lately in the last few months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I um, would love to get up there. I've also met another guy who used to camp out there a lot and he said he's found the biggest shits that you've ever seen he's like mate i used to hunt with pig pig dogs and everything and these shits were just a giant man shit and you reckon he's heard the, <laughs> the howls out there and everything like he's heard them howling at night out at Canongra, and i'm like he's like they're fucking real mate don't let anyone tell you otherwise i'm like yeah, yeah. right that's awesome yeah. another like-minded person <laughs> exactly exactly oh you've no idea how how much it warms my heart the fact that you're you are taking the the spiritual approach as well um, I was going we... to go the other way at first, to be honest. Like we did do the hows and what, and I, I just didn't feel right. I was like, these are ancient people. These are, they're too smart. They're not fucking stupid. Yeah. And like uh, I've heard of people putting chainsaw sounds out there and stuff then coming in because they're like, holy fuck, someone's cutting down some more trees. Um, and I, I, the thought crossed my mind. I was like, no, nah, that's just not me. I'm not going to go that route. I don't want to manipulate or trick them. I'd rather do it on a, a sensible, positive approach. Yeah. If it, even if it takes years and years, whether or not something does happen. But even Gary Opet suggested that I try and habituate them leaving fruit and whatnot out there. And and it's all about respect and yes, and, and, yeah. and being an honourable person and, and being respectful of them because they are people. Yeah, they and that's their people. house. <laughs> and that's their house. You're in, you're in the – it's like going inviting yourself over to someone's house and then being really rude yeah. to them and trashing the joint. Knocking their lounge over. Yeah, oh, yeah. Look at stick trasher. Oh, spilling red really wine bad. on their carpet or something. Yeah. <laughs> I found a, a – I think there is a fan out there for this reason. I found a um, – with no canopy over it, a, a, like a dome slash teepee made that was only 30 centimetres high but perfectly stacked together on two sticks that were in the ground and the rest of it was – perfectly weaved over the top and I've, i took a video of, of me examining it and look this one's just sitting there and as i touch it the whole thing just crumbles and i end the video before it does it because i felt so bad <laughs> no, i'm sorry i'm sorry i broke it yeah i did that up at, up at springbrook when i went up there last gary said oh now have a look at this and i sort of just uh, accidentally touched one of the the sticks that was in the in the ground and there was something else 
another couple kind of leaning up against it. And uh, as soon as I touched one second, the whole thing fell down. Yeah. And, and Gary was so like, bad, oh, good eh? one, Sarah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was joking. Yeah, I, mean. <laughs> I felt pretty bad. But it was perfectly stacked. And if there was any wind, it would have blown it over straight away. Yes. So I, I think that was definitely a miniature structure that I found. And yeah. I found sticks stabbed in the ground there as well, which is really hard ground. Yeah, unless right. it had just been raining. And there were two sticks right beside it, a large one and a small one that were exactly like the ones they find on the stick on track and whatnot. I think it's definitely uh, just with how much food's there and it's a hotbed. But um, Neil Waters from the Australian Thylacine Organisation said that where he gets thylacine reports is where there's Yarra reports as well. And he actually sent me a, uh, a drop pin up near Bundy of where this lady that said she has calls him calls him a fair bit about thylacines and says that she's always seeing Yowies out there as well and always sees them like once every couple of weeks she'll see them or hear them and whatnot. I might have to try and um, get some more info and I can send that through to you as well if the, oh, the yeah. guys want to check it out as well. But it, he oh, said I'd love to the talk fact to that her. he said that they're usually seen around thylacines and it's like, well, maybe they're two elusive creatures that know how to bloody hide. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because I've been... When you talk about the pumas and the and the thylacine as well, I, there's I, I'm not as drawn to them, and I'm not quite sure why. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I think our our yowie our yowie people are are a, they're not animal, whereas opposed to the the thylacine and the puma, I believe are just straight animals. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't have any evidence to support that at all, but th- this is just my 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 feeling. Um so whenever people talk about thylacines, I kind of go, "Well, that is so that's super cool because we thought they were extinct and maybe they're not." It's yeah. that's bloody excellent. We've seen because, them before. We've got yeah. photos and videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. but it's Yeah, it's, I'm it's still really... uh, out there for the the yowies to be honest. The thylacines like a side thing if I find it because yeah, I do have a yeah. game camera set up out there now that's been up for 2 weeks and I'm going out uh, just after Christmas, so I know that it, it's a risk of driving them out of the area. But I, yeah. I think if they know my intentions, they know that I'm not trying to capture them on the camera. I'm trying to see what wildlife's running through, and I've captured wild a wild dog out there as well on camera yeah, right. with a, a curled up tail, which is really odd because it was by itself as well, sort of malnourished. But it's just something nice to know that there's those sort of predators out there. Cool. Was there anything else you wanted to add, Jeremy, before we wrap it up? Um, my original email to you was about my UFO sighting, and then I had that Yowie encounter after I emailed you. Oh well, tell me that. <laughs> tell me, tell me what happened with the UFO. So it was probably seven or eight years ago, and it was like ten o'clock in the morning. I was washing my car in my driveway here at Eaton's Hill in Queensland, and it was like how people say nothing tells you to do it, but you just look up all of a sudden. And it was a, a clear day, not not really any wind, a little bit cloudy, but a nice blue sky. And when I looked up, I looked directly at a, just a a sphere in the sky that was like a, a, a blob, like a like a dark brown black sort of thing, but I had polarized sunnies on. So I was like, what the fuck is that? And it was just cruising slowly, maybe 200 metres away, like in front of clouds. That's how close it was. Um, and it was just cruising across the sky, and I took my sunnies off, and I couldn't see it anymore. And I was like, what the hell? And then put them back on, and it was there again. So I focused on where it was and then took my sunnies off, and I could see that it was perfectly mirrored the whole way around. Like it, the whole surface of it was just – a perfectly mirrored, shiny surface. So it made it seem invisible, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What and did... I just watched it cruise out to Sanford. Right. <clears throat> what is it yeah. about Polaroid lenses that make something like um, that it, easier to see? It ref- I looked it up, but it was, I can't really remember. It's like it refracts the light at a different angle. That's why you can see fish in the water because it, it cuts out the light that's reflecting off that surface. Ah, right. 
Right. That, okay. If yeah. that's in a sort of rough um, way to say what yeah, it does. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it was super strange. I just, and I was like, it's, it's either ours or someone else's, who knows, but there's not much I can do about it. So how far away from you do you reckon it was? I know it's a bit hard to judge when like, things are in the air. Honestly, it was probably 200 metres, 100, 150 to 200 metres. It was close enough to see that it was of, maybe if you were right up beside it, it would have been the size of maybe a four-wheel drive or something. Like okay. it was a decent size and it didn't get affected by the wind or anything. It wasn't waving around. It wasn't a balloon. It stayed at the same height and just cruised out slowly to past Sanford sort of thing. And it, and was, it was a, just, a, a sphere, like a round? Yeah, it was, it was like a sphere with a slight sort of oval shape to it, but it was perfectly mirrored. It was like the whole thing was surrounded by one perfect curved mirror, so where it was reflecting everything around it so you couldn't see it. And was it moving fast or slow? Or? No, it was just cruising slow, just like cruising. Um, a fast walking pace almost. Like it, I watched it for a good 10 minutes just cruise out. And you couldn't hear anything? Nope, no noise or anything. It was, and then a couple of weeks later, I'd say three to four weeks later, I saw it again, but at a further distance, and it was just like, yeah, well, there that is again, and then I hadn't seen it again. And during the yeah. day, yeah, it was ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, right. And it was just so clear that because I've seen a lot of satellites and stuff out here that I don't think are satellites um, at night time. It was only maybe four weeks ago now that I filmed what I thought was a star, a super bright star, uh, but it was flashing red, blue, and white and green. So I zoomed in, recorded on my phone, and it started cruising because I've got um, a power line easement through my yard, and you can see it cruising past them all fine, like towards me underneath the clouds, so it's not a star. And it literally, as I zoom in on it, you can see it stops what it's doing with its light pattern and changes and flickers in a different, like like the mode's been changed on it, and there was no noise again. It came right over my house into the clouds and no noise or anything I lost and then it didn't come out of the clouds. But it was like the light pattern changed as well and flickered differently. And I've seen that one since and I've shown my partner because she's like, yeah, that's pretty crazy. I showed, showed her the other week after that and it was the same thing. And then we went out five minutes later and it was gone where a, a dimmer star is now and it's just, I don't know what the hell that is. And it wasn't a drone because you could hear it with how close it was if it was a drone, um, but another odd thing in the sky. Right. And have you ever noticed any times in your life where you've had missing time? Uh, yes. <laughs> hmm, yeah, interesting. A, a, a few times, but um, I'm a heavy lucid dreamer as well. Like every night I have a, at least three lucid dreams to okay. where they're real and some of them that I've had, it's almost like you're living another life. Right, as in you're I'm like on another world somewhere in a different dimension or something but ah. and it's like a, a snip through of almost a lifetime in a sense like snippets of what's going on and just just super strange stuff alien invasions where I've ha- having to dig into the mud underwater to hide from it it's just too real sometimes but I'm, I think I'm used to it now to the point where I just go along with what happens you might be seeing past lives or parallel yeah lives. it's um the the space aspect of it's pretty prominent um there's been times where i've woken up and startled some dude standing there at the end of my bed looking at me and he's gone oh fuck and through my door and disappears what did uh so what have you got a description of what you that yeah he uh it was literally just some random guy in my room when i woke up this is when i was a teenager and it was early in the morning would have been three four o'clock and i and it was like he was just standing there looking at me just like a regular everyday dude with a, a little bit of an afro, which is a regular white guy, 
Regular and white guy was, with like afro sort like of a, curly like, hair. And, and just picture Andrew Stockdale from the lead singer of Wolf Mother. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, got <laughs> that's, it. That's the closest I can yep. describe, and that's pretty much what he looked like. What was he wearing? And he, uh, it's shorts and a T-shirt, like denim shorts and a T-shirt. And as soon as he realised that I could see him, he was like, oh, and like, like put his hands up sitting like with his mouth open like, oh, shit, and then just ran straight through my bedroom door and like disappeared. Right. So whether or not that's um, the the sleep thing, my sister has it a lot. She hears a lot of voices and sees a lot of things to the point where I don't think it's just the waking up in your lucid dream state. She gets a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, my brother sleepwalks. My mother has seen things before that she only just admitted the other day. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. What did she, she say? She says, I think I've seen my dad, who she has his ashes. Oh. And she's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was standing in my bed at one time. And I was like, what else have you seen? She's like, oh, yeah, just sort of stuff like that and brushes it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so many people out there who have these experiences, Jeremy, and they just, they they do. They they keep it to themselves. They brush it off and pretend that it's no big. And But then yeah. you, I, I, I ask people Often people who report Yowie stuff to me and I, I, I always throw in, so have you had any UFO or paranormal experiences? And generally the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot in the sky at night where it's like satellites blinking as they do, but then it changes direction and starts flickering differently. And I'm like, well, satellites don't bloody do that. And No. Have you ever kind of looked at something like that and sort of spoken to them and, and said, can you flick, go show me a green light now or show me a blue no. light? I did sort of look into that uh, a few years ago, but I I don't think I had an ex- like saw anything enough to the point where I could have done that. Yeah, um, it was just a like strange satellites, like looking at a star that's stationary, and all of a sudden it got brighter and brighter and brighter, and then zap back down like zoop, to its original um, how how bright it was, and then it just started cruising across the sky after being stationary as a as a star. So I don't know if that was something coming into the atmosphere. And then, and then just cruising across the sky, sky and look like a satellite. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like coming out of um, hyperdrive or something. Yeah, it was uh, bloody strange. Like there's been so many weird things. I'll have to send you that, that video on our Messenger if it lets you send longer videos or not. Yeah, yeah, the, give it a go. The one the other week. But you can literally, when I zoom in, it blocks out all the, the ambient light. So it just goes dark in the background and all you can see is this red, look, that, that light flickering and it stops and changes the way it's, doing its light show <laughs> yeah, right. in, a, in a sense, but it was super strange. And the fact that I saw it the, a few nights later and a week later as well, and now I don't see it anymore. But it literally just looks like a super bright star flickering blue, red, green, white, and then it changes, changes its whole way it's flickering its lights. I take photos of the sky a lot during the day of, of different strange cloud formations and I, I've got a yeah. this lovely woman who lives in the States, Vali, who's got a, um, a YouTube channel and she she go, uh, takes photos of the sky and then runs filters and sort of highlights things and um, wash different, different colour filters over them to bring out different uh, shapes that are happening in the clouds. I've sent her quite a few of mine and, and she's found, she said, oh, my God, Sarah, you seem to be a UFO magnet. You've got some big <laughs> and big craft. Like, and, cause she's, yeah. So a couple of her videos are, are from my my photos. If I'll, I'll send you a link to her as well. Yep, but her, definitely. <laughs> her, um, my, my alias for her show is Yowie Growls. <laughs> Yowie Growls. So if you, if you hear her say, this is from Yowie Growls, that's me. Oh, no, it's you. She's she she was got the message to 
look up a few years ago. She had quite yep. she had quite a few very strange things happen to her as well, and then just got mm. this this message this message to look up, and she's been finding UFOs all over the place. Yeah, um, I think um, there a lot. There's a lot there that we don't see, obviously, that may be uh, from another world or our own government that's reverse engineered stuff that's yeah. just watching. I don't know. I think uh, there's there's yeah. so many theories out there. What what it could be? It's but they're definitely there. There's a lot out there. I heard um, there's an alien called Bashar who's channeled yep. by some other guy, some American guy, and he was talking yep. about Sasquatch. I've seen a, a snippet of, of one of the talks he was doing, and he was asked about Sasquatch. Uh, and that, and exactly what you said, that that our hairy friends are the original hominin inhabitants yeah, the of the original of evolution. That yeah. is the evolution the way it was supposed to be. We're not yeah. evolved like he, that. He said exactly that. Uh, yeah. Exactly that. And I've heard that now from, from quite a few different sources. Because um, I just came to that conclusion by myself, just from all the information I've had and uh, all the history from Indigenous people, everything around the world. And it just clicked one day, like, I think they're the original if they've evolved like that, that's why they're so in tune with their environment and everything. Yeah. And we're not. And yeah, yeah, because we often don't. <laughs> we don't really fit here, do we? We're, we're no. Uh, no. We if it need... gets too cold. We're dead. If it gets well, too hot. We... We're dead. <laughs> yes, and we need clothes, and we need shelter, and we need we need so many things just in order to be able to survive. We 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 wouldn't survive naked out, no. out on this planet. So the fact that we can't, we cannot survive without, without help and assistance from various different sources, then it doesn't really make sense that we're, that we we're supposed to be like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think there's something else going on that we may find out in the future. Who knows? Even I remember Jeff Meldrum, the American primatologist, who's in, who's really interested in. in um, yeah, Bigfoot tracks. You've probably heard yep. of him, but uh, yep. he—he, he, I remember him. I can't remember what podcast it was on, but I remember him saying that he thought that human anatomy, human feet, and human locomotion didn't make sense to him. It's not a really good. Our, our feet aren't a good design. The Bigfoot yep. foot is a much better design. For, and that's how they glide. Try, if you have you ever yes. tried to walk how they walk, if, yeah. if you <laughs> did have a break in your foot, you, it's that you can just glide. Yes. Without bending it, well, having your legs straight. Yeah. Because I've often heard people try and replicate it, so I did it, and I'm like, yeah, you could easily, and that's why they're so muscly because they're constantly, muscles are constantly under tension, so they're just so jacked. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. But so do you reckon, I oh, just coming back to your your lucid dreams and your the, yep. the, the guy you saw at the foot of your bed, so have you seen that same guy? More than once, or has it been no, different it was, people? That was a, a one-off thing. Other times, it's been where I think it was the lucid dream state when I was still awake. As my cupboard door opening by itself, sliding open, and then just huge snakes pouring out and coming towards me. And as soon as I was about to scream, everything just stopped, like like the flick of a switch. Boom, nothing's there. Oh, that that would have been scary. Which, yeah, it was pretty gnarly that one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that was uh, that was when I was a bit younger. But since then, I pretty much just taken in my stride and. Uh, some of them get pretty wild. I had a, a gnarly one the other like, a couple of weeks ago where I wrote it down straight away in the morning because it affected me so much. It changed my emotion when I woke up from mm. it. It mm. was that. Uh, I'll send you the um, the write up of what I did and how that's the best way I can describe it. I couldn't describe it yeah. now in per- like over words. I'd have to reread it all, but it's a, quite a lengthy paragraph. It's almost like a bloody movie script. <laughs> I'd love to read that. Yeah, 
I've, I've yeah, certainly had. I, a... I send it to my sister, and she goes, "Holy shit, Jeremy!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, my dreams are pretty crazy." Yeah, yeah. Well, I I do. Um, not so. I get in that that sleep paralysis, lucid, uh, lucid dream state where you you're sort of half awake and half asleep. You're you're dreaming yep. of something, but you're sort of aware that. You, you can't move and you it's it's getting scary yeah. that whatever the dream is it's frightening but you can't yeah. move and you try and scream but you can't make a noise and um i've i've I have that i've had that throughout my life quite a lot but I, I i've woken up once to what for a few seconds i saw there was a you know a boy of about maybe 10 or 11 a dark-haired boy yeah. lying on his back staring up at the ceiling next to me wow well. And I, there certainly wasn't any kid in, next to me in real life. Like, I, yeah. I don't have children and there's, there was Thanks no family the friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It certainly, it was really trippy. Um, I, I was quite, I was quite disturbed by that. And I've had, yeah. I remember the last ones I had, something or someone was th- was throwing like a golden disc frisbee thing at me, at my head. Um, wow. I'm not even sure. I, and I ducked. I've actually, I, I felt my physical body move. Like I, I actually yep. did move in my, in my, well, my body moved. It wasn't just in my yeah, mind, I know what you, mean. Yep. you know, yep. but I've, I've, I've certainly had a few strange things like that, but not had, uh, maybe to the extent that you've, you've had. So you've had other, I've seen other people looking at um, you as well. A few times, but it's super brief to where I don't know if um, I think that was more of the dream, an actual dream, but this one guy at that time, he was probably in his late 20s, the way he looked, was that was like a good two to three seconds of seeing him to where I knew I wasn't. And I sat up. Like I got my eyes sat up and he was like, oh, and then ran out. Right. So it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I did used to have that a lot when I was younger, being paralyzed mm-hmm. and in fear when I woke up just as like that sleep paralysis, but then getting older, my dreams became more and more lucid and to the point where it's almost I had to finish the dream by doing a task. Like one of like a lot of them are fighting uh, or just alien invasions and stuff and right. me dying is the only way I can wake up. Yeah, like it, it over me going, about to get me and it's like, ah, no, I've lost and then I'm awake. I wonder what that's fuck, like. Fuck, I should have done this instead of that. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you're actually seeing past lives – if it is, it's a pretty nasty past yeah, life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it doesn't sound uh, very yeah, nice. Even in some of them, I'm holding my breath underwater and knowing that I can't breathe and whatnot yeah, right. and I have to come up soon. And other ones, I'm like, I can breathe underwater. I can fly. I can do this. I can do that. Mm. It's, sometimes it's easier to control than others, but yeah, now it's just crazy lucid dreams of all sorts. And what about other do – you, do you actually see the other beings, the alien beings in, your, in those dreams? Yes, they um, they've sort of got like the like a dog man legs. It kicks out the back. Mm-hmm. Yep. The knees out the back, and then like more of a solid body, and uh, just I'd like to say typical gnarly alien that's got like battle armor on or whatnot. But I should try and draw it one day if I yes. have another one because I'm I'm pretty good at quite artistic in a sense. So yeah, if yeah, I do yeah. have another one where it's pretty clear, I've I've, I've chased a, a large grey around my yard in my dream before, and he was like, "How'd you know I was here?" Like that's the the vibe I got, and I was like, "What are you doing here? You shouldn't be here." <laughs> just just weird stuff like that. So whether or not it's just because I'm involved in the subject, and it's the rabbit hole I go down, and then I dream about it, or maybe I am experiencing maybe stuff. Not. I don't know. I, I get the feeling yeah. you're experiencing stuff, Jeremy. I, that's the, possibly <laughs> the, vibe, the vibe that I'm getting. I, I'm not sure. I, I, there's no way of 
a, a, a thing I would say for sure, but that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. What about marks on your body? Have you ever found strange um, I, I haven't found ever found any strange stuff, um, nothing like that, because I've definitely seen and heard of the stories that people have strange marks on them and whatnot, but I can't say that I've woken up with anything weird or strange on me. Yeah. And did you did you experience missing time where you've you've gone, has suddenly it's a, several hours later and you've yeah, got no idea? Yeah, I've had a few happened. times where it, yeah, it's maybe like 30 minutes to 20 minutes. I'm like, where the fuck did that time just go? I swear I just looked and it was 10.05 and now it's 10.25. I'm right. like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes. a, a few times over my life, but I wouldn't say that it's enough to say that it's like it maybe a possible abduction or something or, I, I don't know, a time slip. Who knows? I, I don't think it's something like that. I haven't. It's not significant enough to say that. Yeah. Um, I think it's just being tired from having a, a young one maybe. <laughs> ah, well, that, that could potentially do it too. Yeah. Uh, how old your your kid? 19 months. Oh, little bubba. <laughs> yeah. You must yeah, be exhausted. Um, too big for her boots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and probably a bit of a handful at that age, I would imagine. Yeah, but she, she loves the outdoors, so that's really good. So I'll, I'll take my partner her out to Bellbird Grove one day as a family expedition, not looking for anything because my partner's oh, cool. like, I don't want to go out there if you've experienced something like that. I want to take a willow. <laughs> what, your daughter's name's like, Willow? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so is Gary's, and he takes his daughter out. Quite regularly, and she's seen them. Yep. She said, "She said, Daddy, I saw a monkey man." Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I wouldn't take her out as bait, but I'd take her out as a as an inquisitive thing of like, "Oh, you've got children." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. It, yeah. it is a draw card from, yes. from all yeah. the stories that we've we've had reported. They do seem to display an interest in, in curiosity in children, and not and not actually wanting to harm them. Generally, yeah. I, I find, yeah. Because they're so innocent, their energy and frequency. Exactly. Pure. The very, yeah, <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Well, Jeremy, yeah. you've got all sorts of stuff going on. It's been absolutely fascinating talking to you. I well, Was there anything else? <laughs> yeah, great else? to finally talk to you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm so glad to talk to you finally. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to, to share? Uh, no, that's pretty much uh, my whole kit and caboodle and I'll pretty much just keep you updated if I experience anything more and find new stuff, to be honest, and chuck it on the channel. Oh, please do. Please do. I'd love to hear how you go out there at Bell Bird. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to show you guys some stuff there, even the big, what I call a dam wall, where there's flood debris washed across the creek, but there's heaps of extra trees, rooted up trees that have been added on top like a like a wall to stop people from coming further. Ah, right. Yeah, you'll see that. That's on my channel too. It's just super odd stuff where you see the little flood debris around the logs and sticks and then there's ones on top of that where it's like, well, how the fuck did that wash there if it's not got any flood debris on it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ah. and even wedge stuff. Just so much weird bush. I think you guys would have a field day out there. It's I'd love a- to show you guys if you came up. Sounds like we would. Um, one of the things Gary does, maybe you could try it, is it sounds like you've been leaving things, but leave marbles and, and uh, little coloured things like that? Yep. Um, yeah, you... like little um, – I've, I've done a stick structure last time I went and left it as like an asterisk on mm-hmm. top of this lo- uh, old stump and just to – and it's in my headset. I'm leaving this here. If you want to change something, do it. Go for your, go for your life. I'd love to see what you can do. Um, so it would be interesting to see. I took a photo of it obviously before I left, but I didn't add it into any videos online because I'd rather know for myself rather than trying to be told that I'm hoaxing something or – yeah. Um, so it's going to be, but it is in front of the, near the game camera. So I said, you don't have to do anything because I know you don't want to be on camera, whatnot. So just do what you want to do. Otherwise, yeah, 
I'll see you next time I come out. But I think I'm going to take some fruit out next time. And if I do hear something in the bush, I'm just going to leave it there and walk away because then they've got full control of the situation. And maybe a little, in control. a little mirror or a comb yep. or a little scrunchie, oh, yep, yep. like a hair tie. On a Willow's Little Toys or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something I keep stepping on in the house and going, right, this is going out to the hours. <laughs> the Lego. <laughs> Chuck the Lego yeah. out there. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Jeremy, I'm I'm so delighted to talk to you. I love the way you're approaching this. You you are you're a kindred spirit with with me and with the AYR boys. You've got exactly the the same approach that we do, and it's really nice to talk to someone who's who's got that that um, that respectful approach. I appreciate it. Thanks for um, having being an ear for me to talk about my experience and not sound like I'm bloody crazy. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. Anytime. You know you've got my number. If you if you need yep. a chat or, or you've had one of those weird-ass dreams or, or you've something you've had another encounter or sighting, um, just yep. send me a text and I'll give you a call. Uh, absolutely. I'll keep you all, all of you in the loop. Just say one more time for the listeners, and I'll make sure this is in the show, how to yep. find your YouTube channel. Yeah, so if you want to have a look at my encounter and all the – uh, evidence that I'm finding that I believe is Yowie is just go to Agalude, yeah, uh, Agalude Yowie R and I. So it's A G A L O O D Yowie R and I on YouTube, and you should be able to find me there. And that was Jeremy with his Bellbird Grove encounters and his UFO and paranormal stuff. <laughs> that man has a lot going on. Jeremy, I know you'll be listening. Thank you so much for sharing your stories with me and with the Yowie Central listeners. I can't wait to hear how you get on at Billbird Grove and hopefully I can get up there shortly and uh, and we can check it out together. That'd be really cool. Don't forget, the more we talk about this subject, the more we normalise it for everyone in the community and hopefully, this is my, my, my goal anyway, is that people cop less ridicule when they talk about their experiences because more people know about these beings and uh, have come to an understanding that they actually do exist. I'm also hoping that the more people that know about Yowies and their existence, then when people do come across them in the bush, they're not quite as traumatised as they might be when they didn't even know that these beings existed and thought they were some just mythological monster of nightmares. And also, I'm really hoping that if we educate the community about Yowies, we will be able to protect them from people hunting them and from people destroying their habitat. So if you've seen a Yowie or you've experienced something strange and mysterious, I would love to talk to you and the Yowie Central listeners would love to hear your story. Get in touch with me via yowiecentral at gmail.com or via the Yowie Central Facebook group. And I am on Twitter and Instagram as well. I don't check those every day though, but uh, be patient and I'll get back to you when I see it. That's all I've got for you today, my friends. Yowie Central will be back in a couple of weeks. So I'll catch you then. Stay safe out there. Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch.
on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns